0: Hello, this is Jason McGrady, a.k.a. Jumbo Ref. I'm an independent wrestling referee on Long Island, New York, and New Jersey. But tonight, I am here on the Caddy Chat Wrestling Podcast to introduce a good brother of mine and an OG Jericho Cruz ranger, Walter Zalea. And tonight's host is Johnny Cadillac, who is also another OG Jericho Cruz ranger and an excellent ring announcer. Tune in. Start the show. And welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac. And forgive me, I can't remember right off the top of my head, and I should have looked it up right before recording this, what episode number this is. However, I can say that my guest for today has been in the works for a very long time. And I know I was originally going to have, when I hit episode 50, I was going to have him as one of up to three guests on. On this podcast with a uh, just kind of a roundtable discussion, but as I alluded to on that episode, some greater things happened where I need one to share my tributes to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, but I never forgot. And then instead of giving him a roundtable discussion, here he is on his own episode, my good friend, Walter Zaleya. Walter, how are we doing today? Welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk.
1: Hey Johnny, Cadillac, like, man. Thank you for having me, man. I'm so excited for today. It's been all it's been long overdue for having me here, <laughs> but I'm I'm very excited nonetheless. Um it's about it's about time and it's, it's awesome to be here. Well, and full disclosure, so you and I, we normally
0: have phone calls a couple times a week, and lately <laughs> we haven't, and I've allowed myself to be okay with that because I was like, Bigger things are on the horizon. Walter's gonna be on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk where um yeah, we won't have a the FaceTime's there as much, but we have a whole podcast episode where we can catch up and we can have a good time and uh I'm all for it. <laughs> but uh,
1: I'm I'm all for it as well. like like you said, we haven't been here we haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it has been long overdue. And what better way to do it on the air with amazing people out there listening to us? And then the cruise is right there next week. So and then each other will be like the icing on the cake.
0: Absolutely. But and I, I was going to say that because so we have had some crazy winter days the last couple of weeks here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I talked to you before we went on air, and you have some snow out there in Maryland. And to just think, we are at this recording. By the time this airs, we are three, maybe four days away from seeing each other in person in the warm suns of Miami, Florida. I uh, it can't come
1: soon enough. No, and. The thing is it's just t- tick-tock tick-tock time's ticking man it's just we got it's just right there around the corner it's like like we're almost there to the race again and then just and then just like peaches and you are not going to feel so good oh
0: man yeah i just can't wait to run up to you you'll probably be like john cena and then i'll give you a hug and then every time from there it's it's Hi, high john. five oh, all my. right <laughs> Oh, it will <laughs> never get old. Uh, about four billion times that we're gonna high five, all right, on the cruise, and I'm looking forward to each and every one of those.
1: Me too, me too. <laughs> it's our thing now. First, it was just a regular high five from from the second cruise. I I believe it was the first cruise as well, and then to the point where we were live at all, all twenty twenty during that pandemic, <laughs> and we were on TV, and then now that will forever, which is amazing. Like it's, it's our signature.
0: So we, we, this will be the fifth Jericho cruise for each of us. We've been on all five, but that will forever be probably forever be my favorite moment in our friendship going back to all out 2020. You just, just alluded to it because <laughs> we had all sorts of fun because you know, you're you one of my closest friends and we've had a great friendship and we were just, it was just starting at that time. Like we, we really started to get to know each other on Jericho cruise too and then you know, and then the world shut down. And but nine months after that cruise, here we are. Eight nine months after that cruise, and we're here in Jacksonville, Florida. And at the time, you were all about Chris Jericho. You're still all about Chris Jericho, but you had your own inner circle. And and I was just I was fighting you. And Jericho had a rivalry with uh, with Orange Cassidy at the time. So I was like teasing you about Orange Cassidy. I'd send you gifts of. Of, of Orange Cassidy drowning Chris Jericho from orange juice coming from the ceiling, all sorts of stuff, and you get mad. It was all in fun, but it alluded to you and I hanging out at all out for the Mimosa Mayhem match, and you had a you know your Jericho get up on. I had an Orange Cassidy T-shirt on. A lot of fun, but this was you know they're just. I think this was the first pay per view AEW had where they had that limited number of fans in the audience. And uh, when Judas played, you and I knew, regardless of our little rivalry we had, that it was business. We had to do what the Jericho crews made famous, sing along to Judas. And it was only natural that we high-fived right afterwards. And then both of us, our phones blew up afterwards. And everyone's saying, John, Johnny Cadillac, Walter, your high-five was just on pay-per-view. And we're like, what? Such a genuine moment and the fact that they captured that at the end of Jericho's entrance. Man, I could have asked for some better moments at that that night.
1: That was a big moment because it was just so organically to us and you know the fandom we had and the reunion and the cruise and then that was like my fandom with Tris Jericho and how everybody and we, and we haven't sang Judas since the cruise since he showed up and I think that was like the first time since the cruise we we done that. And then I guess the little piece of us from the cruise, like, did that. We were right there in front of everybody doing that. We showed our, 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 our iconic high fives, yeah. and then we were just out there. And it just, the it, it's for the world to show. It's just uh, looking back now. it was just so mem- very memorable and a magical moment right there. Well, and it was a big deal for numerous reasons. I remember
0: I get a FaceTime call from you months later. And there's a like some sort of press conference event or whatever that Kenny Omega is leading, talking about all these great things coming up for AEW that, of course, alluded to the Fight Forever video game. Uh, But he went through a brief history of everything in AEW. It started as, you know, New Year's Eve and and there with the announcement of the company. And then we went to Dynamite was on TV, which you were there. Uh, and then, and then we lost all our fans, but our fans are important. And what do they show? And you call me, you call me and you're so excited. You're like, Johnny Cadillac, I need to hug you. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. You're like, no, 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 not a high five. I need to hug you. And I'm like, cool. What's going on? Walter, do you want to explain what went on?
1: <laughs> okay. So, what uh- so while uh, I had no idea what you were doing, so I was more shocked about it, right? So they, like you said, they're showing the YouTube thing. They were talking about announcing the video game, the 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 Fight Forever video game. And Kenny Omega, Cody at the time, Aubrey Edwards, they were dressed like Steve Jobs. Yep. Uh, I guess announcing like the I pretended to announce like the iPhone or something. And they're showing like all the um all the clips and the projector and all that. So Next thing you know, they were saying, "Oh, like the fans haven't been around because of COVID and the pandemic," and then the fan, and then he's like, "We gotta thank these fans." And I'm like, "Wait, what? They showed us from the beginning of the, All Out, the very right beginning of All Out. Like that was the first introduction of of AEW Fight Forever was us. So like, how? I mean, that was just awesome. How even not just from what happened to All Out, but they showed us." from that night, too. like
0: Yeah, it it, it was, again, a magical moment, because they're, they're just saying how much their fans mean to them, and the image they showed that represented the entire All Elite Wrestling's fan base is a picture of us from All Out. Like, my goodness, I'm trying to stay humble, but it was such a cool experience.
1: <laughs> it really was, too. I mean, sometimes I, I do get a little cocky, but moments like that makes it so like me being cocky, just, it's just that's just me playing kayfabe, but that's just cool. What that was humble, a humble moment right there, just seeing that, and just like right there, out to to the video game hyping it up and look look where that, like as far as bringing up bringing back fans from the pandemic, we were like a little seed of bringing them back. How how it is, you know? Yeah, I'm not trying to toot our, I'm not trying to toot our horn, but it's kind of the way it looks at it, just how we were just seeds of of everything expanding back again with the whole fans and everything to, to this day.
0: And I will, I will forever, regardless of, you know, I don't always want to compare wrestling companies in my mind, but the one thing that I will go to my grave and forever say that AEW handled better than anyone else was the pandemic. And the fact that from, from the get go, obviously no shows could start off. No shows from any company could have fans because of what was going on. And so AEW, hey, we can't have fans. Let's bring in our wrestlers to be our fans from the get go. And I was like, why can't more companies do this? And eventually WWE and other companies kind of followed suit. And then AEW says, you know what? I I bet we could get away with having fans at like select shows and pay per views because we can't do this without them. So let's let's you know, go every other row, every few seats. You know, have a quarter capacity. But let's find a way to make this work. And they, they, they were the ones who kept pushing the envelope that so many other wrestling companies, again, should have followed suit with and eventually did. But AEW always led that. And I felt like they handled the pandemic and what they couldn't do and to get, like, push that envelope and get away with what we eventually got better than any other wrestling company.
1: Right, I got no, I got nothing but love for for any wrestling, any uh, wrestling. I'm not gonna bash or tribalism, quote unquote, and all that. Um, but no, but like you said, AEW did handle it a little more carefully, and then WWE was trying to follow what they did with the fan, you know, as far as wrestling wrestlers as being the crowd, and then they started using the wrestlers and WWE you know, behind the plate class, like it's hockey. Yeah. And then they started bringing people one by one, I guess, because Tony Khan and they knew how to, since it's his building, they know how to, you know, like, like uh scatter people and, you know, scatter fans without getting COVID or anything in that nature. So it, it was just like, it was just miserable. Like at the time when they started doing that in the beginning, because we had planned, plan, we I had like, like two or three AW shows already lined up going. We had the second, uh, the third cruise that that they postponed twice, I think, and they just, and then it was just, it was just like at least there was some kind of sign when, when all out happened, and then when they started bringing fans and they start growing and growing and growing despite you know the the regulations and everything. But uh, thankfully now that we're at this time that we kind of don't need masks or anything and things like that.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness, I I think about, you know, again, going back to the Jericho cruise, because it was, I believe what it was, was cruises three and four both got postponed once each. The third one for obvious reasons, and then the fourth one because they, they planned it like five months after the third one ended up taking place, and they just need more bodies on the ship and more people willing to sign up, so they push it back, and they got that. But that third one was for obvious reasons with that pandemic. And, oh, my goodness, that nightmare of everyone, we all had to wear masks. We all had to, to COVID test there. Like, we all had to COVID test to get to fly down to Miami. And then we all had to COVID test to get on the ship. And then, like, half of CVS's employees, like, called out that day. This had never been done for a Norwegian cruise up until this point where they uh, having a cruise again since the, since the pandemic and we we braved it and <laughs> there was a lot of things that could have been better but i those are times i will not ever miss as far as just how frustrating and how impatient it could be just waiting to get on that ship where we had all the more steps to take
1: well um well there when the when everything was going was going back to the normal kind of in that way um okay i Basically, I was still like when the cruise was around the corner at that time. I went to Grand Slam, the very first Grand Slam. I went to the Philly show, like, postponed like three or four times, like around that time. And I was still masked up and social distancing, and I was still trying to cover myself because I didn't want to get COVID test positive on the boat. And then just it was just like right, like it was just even like I think my birthday was that weekend, there was so was, and, yeah. the is, and there was so much festivities the wrestling. There was so much festivities around wrestling festivity going around that weekend I had to miss it just so I could get on that cruise like a couple days later which and I was still being like in a hotel masked up just so I could get on the boat and it was I don't know I heard it was bad to get in but the beginning earlier at that time I was fine We Um, we I didn't hear how bad it was and then the second we didn't
0: have (laughs) it as bad as like later on in the line because you and I you were way ahead of me but we were in that first group to go through so it wasn't yeah. as bad, but I mean, it was still a lot more <laughs> steps we had to take to get on.
1: And then the fourth cruise, they said, "Oh, how who wants the fourth cruise?" And I was excited. And he was like, "Oh, March something something." I'm like, "March and we're in October. That's not gonna have much time to <laughs> to save." Yeah, mean, it's just just so sudden. And then and then not just that, but they were the the things, the 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 regulations and the protocols for. Uh, for the cruise, for the COVID again was was worse than the third time, and then I was like, in a way, I was kind of glad that they pushed it back because you had to say yeah, and it was clear. It's just the fourth uh, a fourth time in the span of six months or less was was complete. It was a little unnecessary because <laughs> because I mean, you, you unless you're Bill Gates or something had that kind of money. I mean, and that's or, where
0: you know when I, and I had when Mongo and Emily came on this podcast and we we did the the double feature on cruising with kayfabe and then on caddy chat, wrestling talk podcast. And that was one thing we talked about is like you and I both know, like again, cause I'm definitely no bill Gates. I live paycheck to paycheck and I am very thankful that they have payment plans on those cruises because that's, that's how I'm able to go each and every time. Cause I can't afford to just drop all the money all at once.
1: So, Right. No, exactly. And I, and then, but I, I guess I was happy that they at least they pushed it back because like the because I kind of want to and I really want to keep this kind of streak going with like you know of those originals. Oh geez, that that's been there since the beginning. And then I chose and especially I choose this. So this is my WrestleMania. Yeah, I choose this is a WrestleMania and, and WrestleMania is coming two hours from me in Philly. I'm I, I mean, well, I go? Sure for WrestleMania, probably just just maybe just a couple of the festivities there. But I'm more invested with the cruise.
0: And I, I mean, I understood why they moved or why they were going to have the fourth Jericho cruise just like five months after the third one. It was, it was hectic. It was stressful, um, almost seemed unnecessary. But I, I understood why, why they had, because ultimately they were just trying to maintain a schedule of, you know, around the same time of year. And this, this was the ideal time to do the Jericho cruise. And so they had to get back on that schedule. So that was a few months out. That was the only time that they ever postponed uh the Jericho cruise that I deeply breathed a sigh of relief. It it sucked that we had to wait another full year before like I think they postponed it eleven months. But I was like, Okay, that gives me a lot more time to, you know, pay for this thing. And uh yeah, and so I was just like I mean, I was I was Looking at the positives far more than I was looking at the negatives there.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the way I've been trying to be lately is trying to be a little optimistic about things like that, was because sometimes you those ways can be pretty much worth it, you know. Uh, and then and then they, the next thing you know, it is worth it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Walter, this is your Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast debut, so I kind of want to treat treat your debut similarly to many other guests who have their debut and let's, let's hear about Walter Zalea when it comes to pro wrestling. When, when, where, what was, uh, what was going on that pro wrestling entered your life that got Walter to be a fan?
1: Well, since everybody knows me, my fandom with Chris Jericho, like I know that everybody that I, I like I'm a huge Jericho hog and we all know that, so my love for wrestling was I was like nine years old and I was watching WCW Saturday Night and that was the only channel I had. And the that was the only channel that involved wrestling that I had. And they, you know, lo and behold, I was watching like people like Eddie Ray, Ben Wilde, Malenko, Billy Kidman, and lo and behold, Chris Jericho. So I was, <laughs> and I loved everything about Chris Jericho, the long hair, the rock and roll attitude. Two that he had back then. I mean, he still does. It's just I mean, it was just something that stuck out for me. The seeing that as a kid, and then the way he wrestled in matches and things like that—that that stuck out for me a lot. And the way he talking, and as long as I grew, when he got into WWE, I—I I guess when my middle school thing, my middle school age happened, I kind of learned how to defend myself and talk myself because of him. Just okay. so I could see the worst. Say things you know like, while I was in school, like "Would you please shut the hell up?" and <laughs> and then calling a filth and then calling some chick I hate a filthy, dirty, disgusting, bottom feeding trash bag. Oh, <laughs> and, and to a girl and got I got suspended for it. But, <laughs> but yeah, things like that, you know, just it was just it, it just it just grew from there.
0: So, what you're telling me is like your love for pro wrestling in general, and your fandom of Chris Jericho kind of intertwined from the get-go
1: yes as a matter of fact yes like it's all i had i mean that's that's all i got like that's always something to look forward to and yeah and something that grew my self-esteem from the beginning
0: okay well and that's where like because i mean i was i was planning i i can't talk to walter zalea and not talk about chris jericho let alone the jericho cruise so i was planning on definitely having jericho talk i just didn't realize because i full disclosure for those of you listening who maybe aren't familiar with Walter like if you're one of my you know Nebraska Kansas friends or whatever else uh number 1 get familiar with him cuz he's awesome but Walter hands down and you could put anyone in front of me and try tell me otherwise and I'm not going to believe you Walter is the biggest Jericho holic on the planet and I'm not saying he's a big guy but his fandom for Jericho nobody can beat a fandom for Chris Jericho then Walter can.
1: Well, thank you, John. I really that that really means a lot, man. It it, it I, just, I, I wow. I just I loved it. I felt bad, <laughs> but because it, it really does mean a lot because I it's like my life is like dedicated to the guy even to this day. You know, even like like I will stop like whatever merch he has. I will get or yeah. Every every pod every time he releases his podcast Wednesday through Wednesday and Friday. I always listen to it all the time, no matter who's on the podcast. And it's just anything he's on, movies, TV shows. He just had that movie, that Country Hearts movie. And I'm not really big on those Hallmark movies things. Well, guilty pleasure, yes. <laughs> but uh, but yes, I, 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 got, I watched it. Anything he's done, I own see his albums, all his Fozzie albums, his merch, you name it, I have got it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's awesome. And, uh, and and that's where, so, you know, I, I usually, if I'm, people ask me for podcast um, suggestions or advice or whatever they want to get into podcasting, I usually tell them the same thing that they told me when I was getting into starting Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk. And I was like, pick your subject that you're passionate about and stick to that for, for your podcast. And I was actually a little overwhelmed because I know a lot about wrestling, but I was like, man only talking about wrestling or wrestling related things. And um, now I don't really see this podcast going any other way. The reason I bring that up is because talk is Jericho is like the one exception to that rule. And uh, cause he, he, yes, there's a lot of wrestlers that come on, but then he, you know, he's all about rock and roll and he'll have musicians on and all sorts of celebrities or conspiracy theorists or, or paranormal experts and, like, it's just a whole round re- Like, anything Jericho's even remotely interested in or he finds interesting, make it on to Talk is Jericho. So it's a variety show, and it's a variety show that works. With that said, I could definitely say there's plenty of Talk is Jericho episodes I'm not interested in. And I, I'm like, it's something that doesn't resonate with me. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll miss this episode. But that's, again, where your fandom comes in, Walter, because, like, do you and Jericho have identical interests in absolutely everything? No, you don't. don't look, but you but... still you're committed, and you still listen to every episode of Talk Is Jericho, whether you're invested in that particular episode from the get go or not.
1: Well, here's the thing: we there will be a lot of things that we have in common. Let's put it this way sure. my love for my love for heavy metal as a as a kid or a teenager came through him. So I learned it a lot through him, and then and then basically it's just like conspiracy theories. The stuff I've always been always been interested and fascinated. I didn't. I knew he was, but it wasn't like, oh, he just because he likes it, I gotta like it. No, it's not. That wasn't the case. It's always been. I've always been into history, conspiracy theories, paranormal things like that. You know, I've always been into things like that. And then he shows up, and then he starts doing this. Oh, okay. Let's see. For instance, if he does a. For instance, uh, uh, for instance, if he did a JFK, um. Uh, a JFK um assassination like a, uh, conspiracy. Oh, thing. okay, yeah, on the JFK, JFK assassination. assassination or something. Okay, if he has an episode about that, okay, I'm very interested about that. I want to hear his take on it. Sure. Not, I mean, it, there'll be things I'll be like, oh, I don't agree. I mean, they will be like, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think that's the case. Maybe this happens, you know, this like things like that. Maybe I'll ha- I'm, mind, I'm having a conversation, or the only the one time I had a conversation that we will relate to will be Star Wars. Like I told him, I asked him one time just. Uh, just one time that's like so like i asked every star wars fan what is your favorite lightsaber duel i asked people that who are huge uh, star wars fan. i tell them mine and he tells me his if you want to know what his is he told me it was the episode four dark vader versus obi-wan kenobi so there you go mike so things like that it's just it's just things like that like i would get into and it. it just brings brings it together i guess so magnetically
0: Mike Campbell, I'm letting you know right now, I don't care when it is that you're listening to this episode, it could be next June, I don't know, I don't care, but I trust as my best friend that you're listening to this episode, and this is a challenge I have for you in particular, and anybody else, uh, Josh Seavers the Eve, and anyone else who knows Walter, and enjoys Star Wars. The moment you listen to this episode, I need you to immediately message Walter and let him know what your favorite Star Wars lightsaber duel is. No questions asked. Uh you need to let Walter know. <laughs> if you're <laughs> listening you got, to this and, you're, and you know Walter, it. let Walter know. We it, it, Walter needs to uh just have I'm not you, you don't need to do anything, but I'm giving you more opportunity for conversations about something else that you love and why not.
1: So yeah. I'll be looking forward to hearing that and if you want to know what mine is it would be episode 3 Anakin Skywalker vs Obi-Wan Kenobi so, Boom. So <laughs> All
0: right so here's a uh question for you Yeah outside of Fozzy, who is your all-time favorite band if you need to name would
1: have to be uh the top 3 would have to be uh Guns N' Roses, Kiss and ACDC.
0: Okay I knew Kiss would be in there but mm-hmm. um I you know I I you know you've met you met Gene Simmons before haven't you
1: I met Gene Simmons, I met Paul Stanley, and yeah, um, I met Slash, too, and Duff McKagan. So there you go.
0: So awesome. that's where, like, when people talk about, like, the celebrities they met, my, my whole thing is I'm like, well, I've met this wrestler, or this wrestler, or this wrestler, or this... It's very wrestling-based, you know, and then there's, like, uh, acts who come on the Jericho Cruise that I met through the Jericho Cruise. Like, I've talked about my meeting Corey Taylor on this podcast before, which... I have to thank through the Jericho cruise. And then it's like bands yeah. like, you know, I've met the entire band to skill it, but otherwise like my meet and greets for anyone famous is, is a hundred percent wrestling based. Well, I'd say probably about 80% wrestling based. And then the other percentage of like the famous people I met are, you know, like football players that came from Nebraska or something that, that, you know, maybe not everyone's familiar with. And I say that cause, you know, I, I'm kind of, in a shell here in nebraska but being on the east coast you've had so many different celebrities wrestling is a big thing for you and your wrestling meet and greets but so many celebrities even outside of wrestling i'll see these pictures of and i'm like man if only i could be as cool as walter zalea if only i could say i've met all these people
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i guess uh, in the the north in the northeast um in baltimore philly and the tri-state area we're wrestling spoiled so it's just it's just like seeing so many wrestlers, especially when AEW or WWE comes to town and all that. It's it and meet and greets and things like that and cons and stuff. It's just it, it's just awesome to meet these people. And then and then as far as famous people, like you said, like your your um, you met more wrestlers than you have uh, celebs. Like you met Corey Taylor, I met Corey Taylor on the boat as well, which that was awesome. I don't know if I'll ever meet it or get that, but that was cool nonetheless. Right. But just things like that, like they do a concert by my house, like Slash's band, or something like they, as other band, not Guns N' Roses, but Miles Kennedy and Conspirators or something. They would show, like they would wait, and I'll just wait, just like a couple other people, and then if, if I if they wanna show up, cool. If they don't, don't, you know, and and, and also cons as well. I mean, I met Gene Simmons at a con after I met Bray Wyatt, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, Gene Simmons, and knowing Gene Simmons' reputation about charging people, I, that was a freebie. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, like,
0: so when I think of, <laughs> this is going to sound maybe a little random, but I, I, I'll, full disclosure, when I think of the celebrities that you, Walters Leia, that I know you've you've met outside of wrestling, um, I do think of uh, Oscar Martinez from The Office but the number one, the number one person I think of, of the celebrities I know you've met that I have a little bit of a jealous side to, and one I on, honestly, obviously will never be able to meet, is Dustin Diamond, Screech from Saved by the Bell. And I'm like, oh, he was taken from us far too soon. But you you met Dustin Diamond, haven't you?
1: I have met Dustin Diamond, uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Um, a buddy of mine, he lives around the corner. um, booked him for a show one time for a stand up and it was and then uh and little did I know it was our Charlie Sheen's brother show was with him too. Okay. so until he told until the promoter told me. Um his name was uh his, the promoter's name is DC music man Daryl Klein um with a plug right there for you. So um good guy. Um so he um he would like he brought in Dustin Diamond into a stand up and he was a huge attraction for a small private a private party, so you could say, and very cool, chill guy. You know, very in a hurry kind of party guy. But he was very cool to at least when I met him too. And then he saw my Funko Pop, and very like he he was just he was just a great guy.
0: I mean, again, when it comes to the celebrities I have not met outside of wrestling, uh, coming around to it and going wrestling talk. On the second Jericho cruise, I was the only—I think I was the only person in my cabin somehow or another who never got to meet him, and I was bummed out because my roommates was talking, and we were in a room of four, and I think all three of them—if not at least two of them—but I think all three of them met Gabriel Gabriel Iglesias, and I never met him, and I know you got your Funko Pop of him signed by him on that second cruise.
1: I have, I have met, I'm, first of all, I'm very shocked you haven't met Big Gabriel. I'm even so not. bummed about that. And But I met him three times, actually, as a matter of fact. Oh. So, <laughs> go ahead, yeah, go ahead. The first time I met him, he was promoting his movie, that Fluffy the movie, it was like a stand-up, and he was at Ben's Chili Bowl, it's a famous, for the people that don't know, it's a famous place in D.C. that celebs, presidents go eat, you know, like, it's basically chili dogs, and... And then Gabriel Iglesias was selling, was paying everybody the chili dogs and he was taking pictures and everything. So he was there and I met him. And then the second time I met him, um, he was at the uh, WWE was doing tribute to the troops in DC and he was there as well. And then he just stopped by. And then I was like, Oh my God, Gabriel Iglesias was such a huge fan. And then I, and then he was very nice enough to meet to meet. And then the the third time was to Jericho Cruise, and he brought Frankie with him. And Frankie, we all know that he always brings up in the stand up. And I was shocked. I'm like, that's Frankie. <laughs> so I was excited to meet him. And then he was playing blackjack. Didn't want to bother him on the casino, so he was just right there having fun like we all do on the boat, right. you know, like just hanging around. Yeah. And then he signed my Funko Pop. So I was just like, ah, like it was just awesome. Even to this day, like a couple people were like. Uh, like just they just they want they're jealous about their local Pop, too.
0: <laughs> I mean and obviously I saw Gabriel Iglesias, you know, we I he, he did I went to one of his stand up shows on on the on the main pool deck there, so it's not like I didn't see him at all, but in person, like right next to him, sharing an elevator or anything, I didn't I if I had a dollar for every time I ran into Vicky Guerrero, yet never got a picture taken with her on that cruise um, it's the exact opposite for Gabriel Iglesias, and like where those were two names I hear everybody because Gabriel Iglesias was always in the casino. But then when I go to the casino, he would have just left or something. I just I really had poor timing on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only time I did see uh, Gabriel Iglesias was as far as the boat was the casinos, cool. and then I did see him stand up begin. And funny thing was, low-key, I did love his stand-up, but the thing is, I heard that material one time when I was at Virginia when he was doing a show. and I oh, was like, okay, yeah. Okay, but I was still, I mean, it was still funny. It didn't get old. It was just, I just, I loved it, you know? It yeah. Just, I loved, mm-hmm.
0: well, and I remember specifically, he did that meet-and-greet session, and that's where you got to have your Funko Pop signed. like. And he had the biggest line in that meet-and-greet session. So I stayed away from his line because it was so big, but you were determined. You're like, I i have this Funko Pop. I got to get it signed
1: now. And you did. Yeah, because that, I didn't know if I was ever going to get a chance, if I was ever going to get another chance to get to see him or get anything signed by him. So I just took the chance and I brought that pop. I wasn't going to bring that for nothing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't even know if featured photos is a thing on Facebook anymore. Cause well, if it is, it shows how much I don't pay attention, I guess. But I remember with you specifically, Walter, your featured photos on your Facebook timeline for the longest time was different meet and greets you did. But it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't the meet and greets that you would think, oh, yeah, a wrestling fan has met, you know. I think you had, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin as one of them. And they're like, okay, that, that makes sense. But it was it was all promoters. You know, you had, like, Eric Bischoff. You had Tony Khan because, you know, the second Jericho Cruz had Tony Khan on it, which, even though he was never advertised for it, but you were one of the few who got to meet him. Again, Johnny Cadillac's a little jealous. But mm-hmm. the one the one name you had on there that I, I don't think I know anybody else who has met him in person is Vince McMahon. And, uh, and you ended up telling me your story of how you met Vince McMahon, but uh, I have a podcast now. So let's, let, let's all hear it if you don't mind talking about it.
1: Okay. Like you said, or like you just said, um, you had, uh, you talk about my feature stuff. I had the promoters, like the main wrestling promoter, Tony Khan, Eric Bishop, you know they don't along. But uh, uh I mean Paul WCW Hay-
0: was a thing and it was a, su- a successful thing at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I was talking about you know, the, the Twitter thing. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. uh Paul Heyman, ECW, right. yep. uh Carrie from Ring of Honor, like before Tony Khan bought it. And I think it was like and also the, the former president of New Japan. So uh yeah, like you said, I I met this big man, and this big man was a white whale to me. So and I and this was just out of nowhere too, because I was this was my this I was celebrating. It was my birthday. I just and this was like two weeks before the first Jericho cruise, and I was excited. And it was on my birthday, and and on top of that, it was in my it was in DC, and where my backyard, and it was a it was SmackDown 1000. So it was everything just came full circle. And I was celebrating with like at a hotel, like just um like we rented a room and just we went just have a good time. And then Biz McMahon was like that day. Later that day, the day of SmackDown, he showed like I it was just out of random. Yeah. And I was I was struck. You know, I don't really get struck much, but the thing is it's something about Biz McMahon since we all know Biz McMahon, the owner or former owner of WWE. And then I was like, okay, I gotta get a picture with this guy, I gotta meet this guy just because it's Miss McMahon. Very intimidating, but yet at the same time, I gotta meet the guy. So I'm like, shoot, the guy don't I don't work for the guy. I still gotta, I still <laughs> I'm so intimidated by this. So a couple of friends asked, um, they were wanting to get a picture, and I asked this McMahon himself to do it. I'm like, Hey, uh, Mr. McMahon, can I get a picture with you? Can I get a selfie with you? and he was like and then from his response, he was like, Hurry up, I'm very late. So next thing you know, I was like, Okay. And then there you go, selfie, click. There you go. And then I was like, Ah, big <laughs> man, I got a picture with this man. Like I just it was just a mo it was momentum. I caught my white whale. Like I don't know how many people could say they got a picture with this Pac-Man, like like, even, like, 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 his last few years and like, yeah. in the company. But, wow, that's just... I was just in awe when I met him. And that made my whole day. That made my whole birthday. That made everything so... Like, just that... Oh, my God. <laughs> that was just awesome.
0: And kudos on your Vince McMahon imitation. Because <laughs> that's part of the reason why I wanted you to tell that story. I was like, I like just... Make it quick fat, or make it fast, kid. I'm really late. And the way you said it, I'm like, oh it sounds like Vince McMahon. I can hear I can hear Vince saying that just by you doing that
1: imitation. I was really in low key, I was really hoping for a sure you can pal or something, but <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> but I'll take what I can get. You take I'll, what you
0: can get, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, that's still and he was really late to SmackDown, but you still got that picture. And again, like, I don't know if maybe our, our because it seems like he's able to meet everyone as well. Our our, our mutual friend, James McGrady, maybe I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's met Vince McMahon. But that's like,
1: I, I believe a, he has. I, from from my knowledge, I believe he has a couple of times. Right.
0: But aside from mm-hmm. like actually working in WWE, where like, you know, many talents get their pictures with him. I don't think I know of anyone personally who's met him otherwise. So that's still a feather on your cap that you could show off.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was like I like I've always I never thought I had, ever had the chance to ever meet the guy, and it finally did. Will I ever meet him again? Probably not. So <laughs> there you go. Like, well, like I got him. Yeah, like, like you got, like people like, what you got? I'm like, well, I got a I got a selfie with Miss McMahon. I can say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty incredible. Um I mean that's one thing I've known about you. I remember on the second cruise I asked you cuz like <laughs> our friendship started really it was we talked on Facebook a little bit before the second cruise. Uh I I I've, I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've talked about it on here. I mixed you up with somebody else and I came across you on Facebook and thought you were this other guy. And so that's how you and I became Facebook friends, but I I always liked about you is you were you were good about talking to people and I you know, especially if I don't know you, I, I, I'm not as big of a fan of those those friendships where, like, I'm going to try to talk to you, and you just don't really give me that time of day, but you were always good about about talking, so I got to know you, whether you got to know me or not, prior to the second cruise, so then come the second cruise, I was like, oh, hey, Walter, and it took a while, and and into the cruise before you eventually caught on of who I was, where our friendship really started, and to the point where I will never forget seeing you at breakfast that last morning and i was like oh hey walter high five and you're like i'm not high fiving you uh, okay no i'm hugging you instead this time and i was like oh okay <laughs> and uh um but yeah it's uh but one of the conversations i remember having with you on the second jericho cruise is i i said something along the lines of so walter who all have you met in wrestling like in wwe or whatever else yeah. And and you were more like um I think it's more of ask me who I haven't met. <laughs> and there there's one name that I know of that I'm assuming you still haven't met, but um uh, let's see if we're thinking of the same name.
1: You go for Okay. So um yeah, I have met more wrestlers than I can count. Like so <laughs> many people. It's like it's I don't know. It's like Pokemon, where you catch them all kind of feel, but
0: uh, <laughs> gotta meet them all. Yeah, gotta meet them all,
1: gotta meet them all. Um, superstars. Anyways, yes! but, so um, the only person I haven't met uh was and I'm not just yeah, it is still to this day, and I I was so close actually, uh, like last year I believe but never happened, was The Rock.
0: That's the name I was saying. So I I did hear I had it on good authority, and I don't even know people listening to this from Lincoln, Nebraska. So while we're recording this, by the time this airs there'll be two episodes of SmackDown ago. But while we're recording this, still the last episode of SmackDown was here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I knew somebody who happened to be staying at the hotel that like all the WWE executives were staying at. And apparently The Rock was actually in Lincoln that day. And but unlike everybody like they were able to get to some like just some access to things that still the average fan probably couldn't. But once the rock arrived, no no outside sources were gonna be there whatsoever. And uh maybe I shouldn't be talking about it on this podcast, whoops. But uh but yeah, so apparently The Rock was in Lincoln that day. So I've and then of course I've seen The Rock wrestle just through um WrestleMania a couple times. So I've you know been in the same city with him before. But yeah, I don't even know of any possible way of Meeting the Rockless, you just happen to catch him by happenstance where he's going somewhere, but
1: <laughs> knowing the guy, like even he back then, I mean the guy was still like larger than life, and he was still difficult to me, like yeah. Well, so you I haven't see, met you know, him, yet. I think people people did that back then, and to this, and then now it's just this, it's just as more like like he's always he would be busy you would like from from my understanding, like the guy' is always busy or has security with him or something you know just something along those lines. It's a little impossible. I got a buddy of mine um who saw um uh, shout out to my boy uh dr d um and the story dynamite. um uh, so he um good guy so he uh he saw the rock i think um it was him and danny garcia uh for um uh, there was like I guess it was like the opening of the XFL, if I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. like, rebranding or right? Marie, well, because the Rock Bart. bought out
0: the XFL when they yeah, brought and it and back had, the last and season. And then there's a
1: picture of him saying "Hi Rock" or a video of, "Hi Rock, Hey Danny" or something. Oh,
0: okay. But, yeah,
1: but yeah, um, that's but that was the closest, and that was like part of me is like, oh maybe I should have gone to the to the XFL game to see um the Rock at DC, but no, it was still cool. Shout out to Dr. D. Bama. Love you guys. Love you, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, the only person I know of is uh Rosario, and I've never even met Rosario in person. I know he you know lives in Canada, and I've just seen the pictures of of him in the rocks. I I had never asked him how he met him, but he's the only person I know of off the top of my head who who's at least met him for you know got a picture with him. But um <laughs> But yeah, it's still a hardcore Holly was your first uh, meet and greet. Am I corrected saying that? Yeah,
1: yes. My first uh, wrestler I ever met was um, funny thing is I was thirteen years old, so my love for WWE or WWF at the time was like very strong. You know, obviously with Chris Jericho with the with the glitter shirt and all that. That's, and then all that you know, Stone Cold Rock and all that. But yeah, Hardcore Holly was doing a signing at a Kmart by my house, and I was thirteen. So when I heard that, I I wanted I. Desperately wanted to go, and that was just that was still a momentous moment. Itself. Oh, absolutely! I mean, because I, remember, I never met a wrestler at the time, and some, especially guy in the WWE, and then and then now even to this day, I look back and I'm like, wow, he was the first wrestler I ever met. the
0: The first wrestler I ever met was a guy. I believe his name was Vladimir Koloff, and I, I no, no, and see, that's what people say is Kozlov. No, it was Koloff. He wrestled in like the early nineties. Like late '80s, early '90s, he's a former WCW champion. I had no idea who he was, but I met him at at Kmart or Walmart, and he he had a replica WCW World Title Belt that he had in a glass uh, glass box there with him. And uh, I don't really count that as much because I had no idea who the guy was. The only thing I remember about that meet and greet was my dad was like Johnny over here. He eats, breathes, and sleeps pro wrestling. He's all about Uh, he's all about wrestling and my dad, I remember I knew why he was saying this because he was always trying to tell me that the wrestlers have lives outside of what they do. And so that I'm more obsessed with wrestling than anybody else. And, and, and he's like, Hulk Hogan doesn't go home and just talks about wrestling and was a specific example. He said, and so he told this, this wrestler that, and he goes, that's cool, man. Keep it up. (laughs) I was like, "Ha, take that dad. But, um, the otherwise the first meet and greet i ever did that i actually knew who the wrestlers were was uh crowbar and daphne prior to a uh, uh nitro and thunder show here in lincoln nebraska but i don't, i always like telling those first stories and so they were just doing a meet and greet as part of the you know the show there before the show started and um which looking back now I'm, I'm glad that's the only time I ever met Daphne and then you know now RIP so um
1: no but still that's that's still great that you did um that you did even though how you talk about how you met your the people you met that's it, it started I mean it, it just showed our fandom and yeah. it's just memorable non, memorable to begin with in the in the time like that you know Yeah
0: I mean and then I went on and there was one night where in my my tenure with with m w a and my ring announcing, and I love telling this story like the the biggest name I've ever worked with worked with is Eric Bischoff, so like i mean it's crazy it's crazy the connections I've made and knowing that the future is still very out there for me that you know you never know what the future could hold, but hopefully hopefully big things come in the future too um with that said, there's one name, and i i I don't know the the answer to this. Because he's no longer with us, and I know you've only been a wrestling fan for well a lot of years, but you've only had access to meeting wrestlers for not as long. Have you ever met Macho Man Randy Savage?
1: No, I uh, unfortunately I haven't. Okay, I never had the chance to. As much as I would have loved to, I um, would have loved to meet him knew, too. Right? It's just he never did any appearances of any kind as far as from my knowledge. However, right. I have met I have met his brother Lanny Poffo twice.
0: Okay, there you go. That's still something. Mm-hmm. You know, Lanny Poffo is now no longer with us, so. That's us getting on to Jericho Cruz Four Leaf Clover. It was, it, he died the day we we set sail on that ship, and uh, yeah,
1: unfortunately too, because I was kind of bummed uh, bummed out at the time because uh his because I met because I'm the time it was the same person who booked um uh it was uh yeah DC Music Man um Daryl Klein he my a buddy of mine like he's the same person who booked Screech on on uh, little on the private party he had he um he also booked Lenny Poffel like a different day to talk about his road stories. Okay. And, and he, and we all got very, like, we all like, basically we all got like very like close, like you yeah. know, just talking about road stories because there was very few people. And then he was very embracing to me and to him and to Eric. And there was just an amazing moment that night. So, so like kind of, it was sad and very sad to hear when he died, when he passed away at the, um, on the Forley clover.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, um, Nevertheless, still, I'm I'm happy you were able to meet him. You know, there's, when the very first WrestleMania I went to, WrestleMania 28, the very first time I ever went to Miami, Florida, and now it seems like if there's one city I travel to the most I have to take a plane to, it's Miami, Florida. But the very first time I was ever there, WrestleMania 28 weekend, um, the first meet and greet I did during a fan access was with me and Gene Okerlund. And it was it was, it was um, autographs only. A friend of mine may or may not have slipped a picture, like, sneakingly. But um, we couldn't, obviously, we couldn't pose for it or anything. And uh, so he he had a sheet with him, and he signed the sheet. And I was like, all right, cool. I have this paper. It has a WrestleMania logo, and it has me and Gene Okerlund's autograph on there. And my friend's like, hey, you have to go to the Undertaker graveyard exhibit. You have to do this. And he's like, you should do it right now. And I was like, okay. Well, at the very end of that, that exhibit was Paul Bear. And he only did it for like a little bit of that that time and only at that fan access showing. And so I got to meet Paul Bear, got a picture with him. You know, this one, you know, he was all for taking but I wanted to get his autograph. And so the only sheet I had was the one that Mean Gene just signed. And I was like, hey, can can you sign this? And he goes... You mean I have to share it with somebody? I have to share this piece of paper <laughs> with somebody? I was like, sorry. And uh, he's like, who is this even? I said, Mean Gene. So he signed my piece of paper. He goes, well, at least you could read my name. <laughs> and <laughs> it was it was such a cool moment. And then it was just like a few years later, I, I was looking through like uh, some of my wrestling stuff. And I saw that sheet of paper uh, with those two autographs on it. And it was shortly after Mean Gene died. And those are the only two autographs I have on that sheet are Paul Bear and Mean Gene, neither of which who are with us anymore. And I'm like, I am so glad things played out that day the way they did. Because like, I mean, it's one thing if I had like the two of them and like Brie Bella also sign it or something like I'm just saying a random name because she's still alive. But the fact that it was only those two names, neither of which are with us anymore. I was like, all right, I'm not getting rid of this.
1: Those are very memorable. The way you have there is actually a very memorable item too. Like it's just for very sentimental at that for you. Oh, absolutely. Because, because of, uh, like uh, because of, the, of times like that, and then like you said, they're no longer with us, and then the the memories you have, and just it's just memories like that that's just amazing to to have. I'm like I met uh Paul Bearer uh for, at WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta, Georgia, and that was in the in the Undertaker exhibit as well. Very nice guy. And and but that was the only time I had it, and and Mean Gene as well. I mean, I met him like literally the month, like a month before he passed away, and it was just it was a shocking moment too. But it was still memorable at that. But you having something like that as a as a piece of paper from this that they signed, that's just something, even for you to have framed up or something. Yeah, I
0: I I don't full disclosure. I don't have it in a frame, but it is hanging up on my wall. Okay, so I I mean, it's still something. Um, I mean. Walter you and I we've had a lot of highs uh during our friendship a lot of big moments a lot of big positive moments but two moments we share um one more than the other and that uh, going off of this meet and greet thing and I just you know finding things out I remember a couple of days after christmas a few years ago I was facetiming you we we're just having a conversation I had this new WWE title belt watch I was wearing I remember that and You and I were just talking. We were shooting the breeze and and just seeing how things are going. I get a text message from Mike Campbell during that message, and I read it out loud because I was stunned when I read it, and it said, oh, my goodness, and then another message, Brody Lee just died, and I was like, what? And I read it to you out loud, and your immediate reaction was, What? And, uh, and so that was a moment where you and I found out together at the same time, uh, pretty much. And so, I mean, something, it was a moment in our friendship, but not necessarily a positive moment. And then later on, right after I got the news of Jay Briscoe dying, you were the first one I called before I did anything. And I said, Walter, did you just hear the news? And I think you hadn't heard that at the, that moment. And I told you, and again, what? And, uh. I don't know; those aren't positive moments, but they're still memories that I'm, I'm, in a different way, kind of glad that we still share together.
1: It's it, yes, I I I I actually agree with that. Actually, as a matter of fact, because like, I was just like, I mean, granted, our friendship. I mean, we had had great moments, and then just having moments like that, like we share it, and then we yeah, we we relate to it, and then it's just more something kind of like a. Um we're there for you, you know, like things are are going south. And that's and that's what friendship supposed to be. Well, and you those, know? At least those were,
0: yeah, those were two deaths that really brought wrestling fans together.
1: Yeah, and there's been was, a few like, others, but shocked, those were two I was just as shocked with you when I was just as shocked when you found out about Brody Lee and Jay Briscoe on the other hand was just like, Well they were still sad nonetheless, but I was I was in El with my mom, uh and and then i didn't then i saw uh social media blown up saying oh he passed away and i'm like who was like okay maybe it's just a friend of theirs or something i didn't think anything of it and then they were like jay briscoe i'm like what and then next thing you know you like the moment i found out his name just his one just one post you called and then that's when i i the first person i talked to and then that was just more in i was just like no. that was just uh it, t- it hit me like a t- like a ton of bricks. Oh, absolutely! That.
0: because like, well, Jay Briscoe, like you know, he just FTR and the Briscoe just had their dog collar match. Like he he was an active wrestler, and those are those are names that you really, I mean, st- same with Brody Lee too. But Bro Brody Lee was gone for a few months. Like Jay Briscoe died in a car accident, and so it was one of those names that you really didn't expect to hear. And when I found out. Uh, you know, naturally, I wanted to make a post and I wanted to share my tribute, and a lot of people found out based on me sharing just a quick post. But number one, I was like, I have to call Walter right now before I did anything else Jay Briscoe related. I called you first, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. as again, it's a moment we share. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, actually, like um, like here in the Northeast, that him and his brother um, Chicken was there. Uh, he was they were like very huge in Delaware and. Baltimore and Philly, especially like Ring of Honor was ba- is based there. Like well, Carrie Silkins Ring of Honor, um, there was it was all based there. So it was just like seeing them and the the friends I had that are like very cool with him with them too, and the and the father and the family and all that. It was just very hard hitting. And then when you called, it was it it was more like uh, I'm like, is this true? Is this like? It's just more like kind of like. A sh- like like, Reality like, starting
0: uh, to sink in. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, so we've alluded to it already, and one of the reasons I want to have you on, especially, it just coincidental timing, kind of, but I, I really figured with this being this Monday in particular, I need to have you as a guest here on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast making your official debut, as I mentioned before, but let's talk the Jericho cruise itself. Let's kind of you know, we already talked about like your kind of your start as a wrestling fan, but um how ha- how'd you hear about the cruise? Like where did it did you know right away it was something you had to do? Like what what's your kind of origin story when it comes to the cruise alone?
1: Well my or, I guess my origin story I actually like that the origin story of the cruise <laughs> was uh with with as far as me getting on there was um well um I never really cared for cruises at the time or, and just never crossed my mind about it. And then, um, after the whole kiss cruise and Chris and Fozzie performed there, you know, obviously we all know the story about that. He got the idea and all that. You were Um, on that kiss cruise, were you? No, I didn't go to that kiss cruise because the moment he, the moment he announced that I was, uh, that he was on kiss cruise, I was trying to find a way to get on it, but never, it just, it just never happened, obviously. And then, um, and then I was more invested with WrestleMania 32 at the time as well. So I was like, I want to see him anyways on WrestleMania 32. Right. So um when that happened, um, he was talked about the cruise from time to time to time, you know, but it just took a while. It just took a it just took a while for him to to, to make it happen. And then the moment he announced it, the more he was announcing it, announcing it, talking about it, just flirting with it, the moment he announced it, like his name on it. I was like, okay, I gotta get on the boat. I gotta find a way to get on the boat. And then next thing you know, the day he announced it officially, like the advertising, the wrestlers, the concerts, the podcast, everything in between, like he announced it, I had, I even fell in love with it more and then I had to do it. So with that being said, I, um, my dad later that day was just like, he he was like, Walter, you want to go? He's like, I thought about this. You want to go on the cruise, on a cruise, just in general, just a general cruise to go, just to get away? And I was like, you know what, Dad? Like that very same day, he announced this. (laughs) Funny you ask. 15 months months prior to the cruise, um, on the first Jericho cruise, I was like, you know what, Dad? Yeah, funny you should ask there's Chris Jericho is having a cruise of himself and I really, really want to go. And then he was like literally looking at it. He was like later that night we were going, we were doing it. Like we were just, we were just going, looking at it. And then next thing you know, my mom, he calls my mom. He's like, Hey, it's like, Walter wants to go on the cruise of Chris Jericho. You want to go? He's like, I would love to go. So, lo and behold, there was no questions asked. We booked it right away when that happened. No questions, no hesitation. And then my mom wanted to go. So, it was just a perfect timing right there. It was a perfect storm when it happened. So, we just – it was just booked. And I was just – my mindset for 15 months was the cruise. Like, literally, I I just – the time was ticking from then and I was also like talked about that's all that like was on my mind. I was, everything was just slow timing. It was just like, I was just waiting for it to happen until that was like the vacation. Like I was just like waiting for it. So it was just amazing. And then the people that I got to me and the people that knew me and just my, that I'm very recognizable on the boat with people like, Hey Walter, Hey Walter, Hey Walter. I even looked at my mom. like, Hey, hey, like, you have people know you. I'm like, apparently. So I'm just like, I was just so, like, it was just amazing. Like, even to this day, that's still my favorite cruise was the first cruise. It's just, I loved it. I just, that was just a moment that I was just, like, forever cherish.
0: Well, I mean, everything was a first on that first cruise, which made it all the more special in itself. My whole thing was, like, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, um, but I was just looking for an alternative trip to go on instead of going to – My friend Ryan Johnson and I, we were going to go to SummerSlam in Brooklyn. And that's what we were talking about doing. And then I had to get a new car. And I was like, Ryan, maybe we should consider a different vacation aside from SummerSlam. But something, I I suggested a place that neither one of us had been to. And uh, and then I, I was starting to hear of cruises. At this time, Jericho was talking about this first ever Jericho cruise for probably a couple months, and every time I listened to talk as Jericho and I'd hear him talk about this cruise, it went in one in one ear and out the other. And then shortly after I had that conversation with Ryan, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, wait a minute. This could be that vacation we're talking about. And I brought it up to Ryan, and then it was a no-brainer that, well, SummerSlam will always be there, but this is a first. Let's give it a try. And neither one of us had been on a cruise. But for me, it was bad because I was 11 months where – I'm like, nothing better happened in the next 11 months. I have to be on this cruise. like, Because it was all, I didn't have anything to uh, to compare it to. A a cruise in general, everything was new to me. And my goodness, you want to talk about time going by so slow, at least how it felt at the time. Because I'm just counting down the days. And when you see that large number and it starts with a three and then eventually moves down to a two, I just remember breathing a sigh of relief when it hit 99 days where I was like, All right. We're in double digits, but it was so that waiting time was so long. With that said, though, was so worth it.
1: It was definitely worth it. It was just, it was just something I was very much looking forward to just because his name was just plastered there. I was just like, okay, I got to go regardless. And then when I just see what's on it, okay, I got to go. And then it was just, it was just something different. It's just something it was better even than I expected. And then. It was just like it's all I talked about it afterwards. It's like it, it time was just ticking slow i I didn't even know it, this was before all in I could care less about all in right and then and then I was just so excited about this one, and then I was like, yeah, you guys enjoyed this, and this is just this this is just like exclusive right <laughs> there. this is like this is a bond we made here, and yeah. it was just it was just awesome, you know well, and that's the thing,
0: and I'm sure you can relate to this too because like. I mean, I know where you're at out there in Maryland is is a lot more populous and a lot more people from that area tend to go on the cruise than here in in Nebraska. But all my friends here, they're like, Johnny Cadillac, he he talks about the Jericho cruise too much. And, like, it's all we hear about. And, I mean, it's maybe it's cool, but, like, isn't it as as cool as he he makes it sound? Like, is, is there really anyone else out there who talks about the cruise as much as he does? And then if they just meet, and I remember I had a Zoom call for one of my, my birthday in 2020 since the world had shut down. But as a result, I knew that more than anything, the people I wanted to invite into the Zoom call were, were my cruise f- friends, my cruise family. And then, you know, I still had some of my, my family, my, I don't want to say my real life family because I mean, we've all met each other several times. It's not just a virtual anything for all of us, but you know, some of my at home friends like here in Nebraska and, just bringing everyone together. And I remember specifically my friend kid kamikaze, he asked the other members of the zoom call who was in at the time when he was on, he goes, all Johnny Cadillac talks about is the Jericho cruise. Are you guys the same way? And they're all like, yeah, like it's, it's our lives. Like (laughs) with this, what bonds us, that's how we all bonded and everything. It really is like, yes, we talk about other things aside from the Jericho cruise, but the reason why we talk about the cruise as much as we do, because it's a staple and like all of our bond and what brought us together and everything else. And and I I truly feel that if you went on a Jericho cruise, that's the only way you'd be able to understand how much this thing really means to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like um like everything around it. Just OK, cool. The rock and roll, the wrestling, the podcast, the comedy, et cetera. Those are cool but I do love the bonding, the friendship we made with uh, certain people, like just the ones we talk to every day and text every day and, and keep in touch with. It's just these, and it's just you, you, there is that something, that bonding that happened since the beginning, and then it's just so, like, it's just it's just amazing, like, things like that happen, you know? Like, uh, like who knew something like that would happen? Like, your answer yes, there are people. I see people at, the, at wrestling shows here. If I go to uh, AEW Dynamite here, and I see People who I've known for a long time or things like that, you know, but something about the cruise itself, it just makes it special, you know, especially with the bonding, uh, the bonding of people I see there. It's just it's just something that I'll I'll cherish, you know, I just I just I
0: cannot stress it enough again, don't let money be the issue. There are payment plans. If you've ever even remotely considered going on a Jericho cruise, if you think it's, you know, you're enough of a wrestling fan, even if you're not, but you want to go on an awesome cruise because there's a lot more on that ship than just wrestling, do yourself a favor, go. It's, I, I promise you it will exceed your expect expectations, period. And I mean, with Walter as my guest here, he can relate. Like, I had so many expectations going into the cruise, and it blew. I'm gonna say, <laughs> blew my expectations out of the water, out of the open water, and uh, I, I just I can't stress it enough. If you're even remotely considering it, do yourself a favor, make that commitment, go on that cruise. You will not be disappointed.
1: No, and he's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just we'll be remotely, remotely on the sea. So it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just uh, no, but. Um, no, but yeah, it's just, I can't stress it enough as well. It's just, I I love it. I choose this over WrestleMania. I choose yeah. this over any big event that happened. This, the cruise itself, I just I love being there. I love being front row with Fozzie every time, and I've done it every time. Like, it's just, I love... And then I just love being there I, and sharing it with amazing people. Like I still
0: just... never get myself all the way up to where you are. For, and every cruise I talk to you about, like, I'm like, Walter, I need to be right next to you for that Fozzy concert. And I'm still yet to do it. Maybe by cruise, like Jericho Cruise 13, maybe by then, I can at least <laughs> say I've, I've made it up to, to the very front with you at some point. But I don't know. I'm not well, going to well, hold we'll my breath anymore, th- but I'm going to keep trying. <laughs>
1: Maybe I mean everything just happens so fast during that time because you just so much too. And I guess being, I guess waiting for waiting for hours just takes commitment. Just because oh, yeah. I want to rock. and, and then the thing is, it's worth it too. Oh, absolutely, it's, it's always worth it at the end when I'm there. It's just, it's just something about that. It's just, I just love it. You know, like just rocking a fuzzy mm-hmm. with the with the people I love and mm-hmm. things like that. You know,
0: well, to steal a line from another podcast, you know, well, as we start to wind down here. I just want, want to, uh, so, you know, you mentioned WrestleMania, WrestleMania is in Philly this year. Um, and so it's a no brainer. If you do any activities or you do anything WrestleMania related, um, and the number one, the number one thing, cause you and I are talking about possibly even going together. I still haven't been able to fully say I can do that yet. Cause money is a thing, <laughs> but, um, the one thing from the, in the history of my friendship with you that I've, I probably put at the top of that list for anything that I need to do is go to Jimmy's and uh, that would be an opportunity. But I, I, I feel like you are and at least from the people I know, cause Jimmy's is, I mean, it's world famous for sure. You see people in WWE and AEW all the time wearing Jimmy's related merchandise and, and everything else and It's much more of a staple than I could really comprehend here, comprehend here. But, uh, Tell us the listeners like what Jimmy's means to you jimmy's famous seafood
1: Jimmy's is uh for people who don't know, and wrestling fans should know this now it's uh at least uh, what the um what uh gallows and anderson says um the good brother says uh that it's kind of like the American Ribera, you could say because it's just like that's where the wrestlers hang out and everything and then the, I mean, as far as the uh, Baltimore Ravens would hang like do like a lot of endorsing and partnership and same with the Ravens. I mean Ra- yeah, the Ravens and the Bolt and the Baltimore Orioles as well. So it's just there it's it's Baltimore based and and it's just amazing because the people over there are amazing. The owner, Johnny Crabcake's an amazing human being, and, just, and how he's very giving and just so um, an amazing human being themselves it's just they are like and the food is amazing like the like i always i love their crab cake and their steak and their seafood in general their pasta anything i just i love going there especially especially when the pay-per-view hits i always go to the jimmy's it's always jimmy's speaking of which I'm, I'm thinking about going to jimmy's this weekend oh, <laughs> just, there, just, to, just, to, just to go eat um as we're airing this on monday I, um going to try to i'll probably say i went there yesterday but other than that like i just love i love jimmy's i just i can't stress it enough how much i love i love jimmy's seafood it's just everything about it they treat you like family there it's just so opening welcoming i've been there for so long i just love jimmy's like i talk about jimmy's all the time yeah their food like i said the pay-per-view it's just i just love jimmy's famous seafood
0: and I, I'm not much of a seafood eater myself. You know this. But, like, those are the two things I'm craving. and I, I've told you from the get-go. I'm going to go there because I'm sure it's different there. Like, I'm in the middle of the country. So, like, fresh seafood isn't really an option here where it's, it's going to be a little more of an option there. But, like, the two things I want to have from Jimmy's more than anything else I want. I'm craving them so bad, and I'm getting hungry even talking about this, and I've never even been to Jimmy's, is their steak and their shrimp. Those are the two things I really want.
1: Yeah, man, you would love that, especially their crab cakes. Especially Maryland's famous for crab cakes. Okay, you would you would definitely have to try the Jimmy's. I'll crab try
0: cake. it. I'll try them for sure.
1: I mean, yes, and that's the that's the way to go. I'm like, any anybody who I've gone to Jimmy's, they say they love it. They just and it's just and and the best part is is like, like if I introduce people to Jimmy's for the first time, that's like even better because I just love, I like to show, I love to show people who I love that I. Like that what I love, you know, yeah. like being oh, that, you're an example that I really want to take as well. Like I want to introduce you and show you Jimmy's.
0: There is there is no if. I, I I'm saying if I'm there March, April, whatever. It's a hundred percent a win when mm-hmm. you introduce me to Jimmy's, because it's gonna happen. We just need to make it happen. We gotta get the money to line up right, gotta get the time off to line up right. But yeah, by golly, let's make this happen for sure.
1: Let's make it happen. Jimmy's Famous Seafood. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right. Last question. Um, Similar to Talk Jericho. I'm not going to talk to you about the matches you've uh, ever had. <laughs> but what is your all-time favorite Chris
1: Jericho match? I have, like, okay. um, It's very, like, I'm, I've only asked, got asked, asked this several times. I mean, okay. I've been asked this several times. But never been on air or anything out there. Fair enough. But I got, like, if anything, I got, like, top fives. All right, well, n- name I'm a couple, then. That's top... fine. I'll probably go with my, I'll go with my top three. Um, so, uh, basically I'll have to go with, um, so the first one would have to be Chris Jericho versus triple H for the WWE title, which, which in my opinion, I still think that tri- Chris Jericho won the title. Oh, the their first title. match. Okay. The first match that he yeah. had. And I love that match. And that was just, that was just an amazing match right there. Um, the second one would have to be, uh, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit Royal Rumble 2001 for the Intercontinental Title, and that was just pretty cool, like right there. And that was just knowing that view they had with each other. That's my favorite view to this day. Okay. Was that topped it all? That really topped it go. all. And then the third match will have to be him versus uh, Kenny Omega at New Japan. Okay. And then I'm gonna throw in one more. All right. It's gonna be uh, um the. Uh, Kenny and um, it's gonna be the first Jericho Cruise match with it with the Bullet Club versus the Alpha Club.
0: Oh, so good! It was it was Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks. The um, was it the Bucks of Jericho or is it Y Two Jackson? That was the longest team name ever. But Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks against Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Marty Skrull. Oh my goodness. I'm smiling just thinking about it.
1: That was the match right there. So I was just, um, that was just, that match was just memorable. Very, very memorable too. I, I want, I was just like, I I don't know. Like I just, that was just, I waited for that day. Just like I did with the concerts. I waited that day too. Yeah. Because what happened was, um, I, it was just some match. That I wanted to like, if we wanted to see it, because it was so different. It was just so, because Chris, aside from Kenny and Cody, he's never worked with, uh, with the young bucks at the time or, yeah. Girl or anything like that. So it was just so awesome, you know, like, and especially how he came out with the young Bucks gear. It was just so cool because of two weeks uh, when I met the, when I saw the young bucks and you know, talking about the Jericho cruise, he said they got gear lined up, but it, it was just, I didn't think it was that way. So <laughs> it was just, and especially it was in this, it was the first cruise he's ever been, is This was ever happened. So it was just a milestone at that
0: how excited are you, Speedball Mike Bailey and Jericho show against the Don Callis family. Jericho Cruz five alive. Like Jericho show's going to be fun It's you know a nostalgic trip for people who've been wrestling fans for a long time. See Paul White. But to add in Speedball Mike Bailey uh, against you know people that Jericho's had a feud with for quite some time. How excited are you for it?
1: I'm very excited. See uh, the, the past years um you know like I said he had the pack, uh, he had the first match, of the Alpha Club with Bullet Club. The second one was a dynamite match. It was a match on yeah. dynamite. Um, and then, um, on, on the cruise, that's still my favorite dynamite to this day. Um, was, and then the third one was, uh, him and Orange Cassidy teaming up. And the second one was him and Danhausen. This one actually, it, it has a storyline in this one as well. Yep. Um, in this one, because it has that feud with the Don Cows family. People, I never, I heard, I heard him here and there, and I've seen a couple of his matches. And I heard his buzz a lot lately, so I'm looking forward to it, especially like you know the the relationship him and uh, Paul White now had, like you know obviously back with Jericho in the in the WWE. I want to see him having that match, you know, like I'm yeah. really excited to see this match happening, especially on the boat. So I'll be ready. Every I'm ready to boo at Don Callis and cheer for Chris <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> so.
0: It's gonna be so much fun. Walter officially making his Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast debut. It was a lot of fun talking to you today. We'll definitely have to do this again.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And thank you for having me, John. It's been a huge pleasure.
0: Of course. Yeah. And, Walter, it's me and you. So, one more time. Five high five. five. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's another episode of the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac. We are here with special guest, Walter Zalea. And until next time, we will see you then. Book yourself a Jericho cruise in the future.